Hello and welcome to another edition of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quincy. All right, <clears throat> we're gonna try something a little different today. We're gonna start off with a local uh, football player who's a um, good news story. So uh, this kid played in Boonville, Indiana, which is a Boonville's population is six thousand people. Just to kind of give you an idea how small of a town that is. Uh, 6,627 people, so it's a pretty small town. Um, so this kid played high school there at Boonville. He was also played uh, varsity basketball as well. He played varsity football and basketball. He is a multi-sport athlete. So Devin Mockaby had a pretty decent high school career. You know, he set out, he only played a couple games his freshman year, three games. He only had eight carries for 18 yards. His sophomore year, he got a little bit more. Uh, he played 11 games with 33 carries and 43 yards. But his junior year is when he really broke out. He had uh, he played 10 games. He had 139 carries for 1,384 yards and 17 touchdowns. And then as a senior, he had 189 carries for 1,820 1, yards and 24 touchdowns. Now, had he played in a big high school conference that was considered a football hotbed, he probably would have been a pretty decently rated recruit. However, since he played high school football at Boomville, he wasn't really recruited very hard and wasn't ranked very high coming out of high school. So he ended up, uh, after graduating from high school in the summer of 2021, walking on at Purdue. And so his first year at Purdue as a freshman, he was, he was redshirt. He was redshirt freshman. He didn't play any. And so last year, um, by the, he didn't play in the first game, but by the second game, he took the starting role. Uh, and he ended up playing 13 games for Purdue last year. He had 195 carries for 968 yards and nine touchdowns. He also had 32 receptions for 274 yards. That's actually a pretty good year for a Division One running back. Uh, he's set to be the starter again this year. And since he had that redshirt freshman year, um, he's considered a sophomore this year. So he still has a, former, a few more years to play. So that's just a local boy here from Indiana that, um, you know, again, he's a, he's a good uh, good news story. You know, he wasn't highly recruited. He stuck with it. Uh, Purdue let him walk on there. He kept working hard, kept him working hard. Now he's on scholarship. Not only is, is he a, the starting running back, but he earned a scholarship. So that's a pretty, pretty good, good news story from a local boy here. I think I'm going to try to do this more often, start out with a local player uh, who kind of uh, went under the radar and, you know, made good for it. So, what do you think about that, Quentin? Well, um, so I pulled up his stats. And, um, what makes it, uh, from a, uh, lower-rated recruit to getting, let's see, nine rushing touchdowns for Purdue, uh, 195 carries and 968 yards. Um, so that shows he deserves to be a star. 
He had a. Um, yeah, he had an impact you. Yep, he had 1,242 yards from scrimmage. So that's pretty good yeah. between his receiving and, and his rushing yards. That's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good from um, a, kid, a, a kid who came from Boonville. Mm-hmm. Most football players from Boonville don't get, aren't this um, great. Well, they, they don't don't generally get recruited, yeah. so you have to work really hard to earn your opportunity, which Devin Mockaby did. Yeah. You know, he kept working, he kept working, and, uh, you know, finally he got to walk on somewhere, and when he did, he made good with the first opportunity he got. You know, obviously uh, on the scout teams as a freshman, when he redshirted, they thought pretty highly of him to give him the opportunity to start last year. And so he's in line to be a starter again this year. I think he's in line to have a uh, bigger year, too. I think he will he may go over the 1,000-yard threshold this year. So that's, yeah, that's a pretty good story for a kid from Boonville, an unknown kid from Boonville who walked yes. on. Um, yes, that is, that is true. It gives other kids from small towns hope, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, kids from small towns – only hope they can get noticed, right? So this kid right here, Devin Mockaby, proves that, you know, even if you're from a place where the um, scouts, the college scouts don't go, like, you can still be seen. And, and it's a little bit of hard work and determination, and, and you can still make your opportunities. Like, he wasn't given an opportunity. He made his opportunity. He went out and found it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty impressive. So I, you know, I thought that would be pretty good to talk about. So now let's move on to the uh, NFL preseason power rankings. All right, so I've watched a few preseason games. Um, obviously, preseason games you take with a grain of salt because mostly the starters don't play. They may play one quarter or so, and then the rest of the game is for the coaches to figure out who they want to keep and who they want to cut, right? Yeah. So let's just kind of go through this. Uh, number one on the list is the Kansas City Chiefs, which Super Bowl champs, so and they're always good, you know, as long as Patrick Mahomes is there and that uh, wide receiver core is there, they're going to be just fine. He's, I think number one for the Chiefs is a good pick. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the Chiefs are going to be uh, pretty tough again this year and have, definitely have the opportunity to make it all the way to the Super Bowl again, barring any crazy inj- injuries or anything. So second on the list is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that, too. The Eagles are good. I know they lost a couple players. They lost a running back or so, but honestly, the Eagles are – a running back by committee type of team and also you know Jalen Hurts is a threat to run so you know that that's an extra runner so I, I think I think the Eagles are going to come out of the uh, NFC East anyway um, the Cowboys may give them a run for their money but uh, as of right now I, I think the Eagles win that division again 
I don't think the Giants or Commanders have done enough to, to challenge the, the Cowboys or the Eagles just yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm good with the Eagles being number two. I, I think that's a good spot for them. The Bengals are number three. And uh, I think it's a good ranking for them. I, I think Cincinnati is uh, definitely one of the better teams in the AFC. I know Joe Burrow had that calf injury, but to be honest, it was a few weeks ago. I'm not really worried about that. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he'll be ready for week one. I haven't seen anything that says he won't. Um, they obviously have that trio of receivers that um, is very good. Probably the best trio of receivers in the NFL, period, with um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, and Boyd. So, you know, the Bengals will be just fine. Uh, they got Joe Mixon at running back, so they're, they're good. They have a solid defense. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Um, I'm okay with number three going into the season. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be one of the tougher teams in the AFC. Uh, the 49ers at number four. I think that's good ranking for them. Um, I think they're going to be uh, one of the tougher teams in the NFC this year. And I think they have an opportunity to maybe make it all the way to the Super Bowl this year, at least the NFC Championship. Um, I think they got a pretty solid team there defensively and offensively. Um, I know the little bit of talk about the quarterback situation but to be honest I thought until he got hurt I thought Brock Purdy did an excellent job and I, I think he's going to start again he is expected to start yep and I, I think that uh, I think they're going to just I think he's a, a solid quarterback and I think he works perfect in uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense so I, I think the 49ers will be just fine he got the Buffalo Bills um, obviously, they're always a tough team uh, with Josh Allen. The only thing that I think they need to figure out is they need to figure out that Stephon Diggs situation because um, you don't want an unhappy receiver on your team. Especially that good of a wide receiver. Yep. So, yeah, I think they need to figure that out real quick. Before uh, the season. Before the end of the regular season. Yep. Uh... But no, Buffalo Bills number five, that's that's good. I'm okay with that. Miami Dolphins come in at number six. Mm, I don't know about that one. I have to rethink that one. I, yeah, I doubt it. I, I think they should be lower. I think so, I, too. I mean, they went nine eight. That is a true Wait. statement. Uh, I know that uh, although I like uh, Tua, I think that he does have a history of injury so I'd like to see him play a full healthy season I think that I do think they surrounded him with a plethora of weapons his biggest problem is staying healthy to use them yeah. if he could stay healthy to use those weapons then yeah I think they they could definitely be a pretty decent team in the AFC checking in at number seven the Dallas Cowboys if you're a Cowboys fan, they are sure to break your heart because they have all the preseason hype with none of the regular season uh, benefit. I, um, I'm i not really sold on Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, no, there's, um, no, lots of people aren't sold on Dak Prescott because he's, he's just... Um, 
he, he's just not the right quarterback for uh, Dallas. At first he was, but he can't even lead them to an NFC Championship or even the Super Bowl. I'm not even sure if he's got a playoff win under his belt. I'd have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that it was the right decision to let Zeke Elliott go. Um, I just don't think he was. I think Tony Pollard is better. I think that they're, Tony Pollard's going to be fine being the workhorse back there. But I do want to say that uh, I did uh, Deuce Vaughn, right? That's who they drafted? Yes, Deuce Vaughn, correct. And uh, he's had a pretty good preseason. Again, you got to take the preseason with a grain of salt. But uh, I think that he's going to be a solid replacement to, you know, maybe spell Tony Pollard a few times. So I, I think they're going to be just fine at running back. I don't think they're even going to notice that Zeke Elliott's gone. Yep. Yeah. He was a decent running back at Kansas State. Checking in at number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, we talked about them in another podcast earlier. I think that as long as some of the pickups that they made in offseason stay healthy, like Odell Beckham Jr., and work out, I think they'll be fine. I think the one thing they need is for Rashad Bateman to – not necessarily become the number one receiver, but just uh, become a solid receiver for them and, you know, stay healthy this year. I think as long as he's a solid receiver, then that'll, that'll be fine for him. I don't think he's a number one receiver. I talked a little bit about that when you asked me about the Ravens. So I think that uh, Zay Flowers, again, Another kid that looks really good in the preseason, but you know you gotta be careful with that. That preseason, you know, wow, he looks like great because you know the preseason is just that. You know, we all know players don't try that hard; they don't play very long. Uh, but I do think that I've seen the way that Zay, Fowler, Zay Flowers plays. I think that he's going to be a fine addition to that Baltimore um, receiving crew, and I think that he's going to. Uh, really help out I think he's going to help Rashad Bateman be a better receiver this year because I think that you know everybody's not going to be able to focus on one receiver this year they're going to have to uh, make sure that Bateman Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers are all covered along with Mark Andrews so I think the Ravens could be very dangerous this year as long as they keep their health I know they've added a couple additions for the little bit of depth in the defense. I don't know if you've noticed, but they signed uh, uh, Javon Clowney. Yep. Yep. To give a little depth to that outside linebacker position, which I think they needed because they lost Justin Houston. And Calais Campbell. Well, Calais Campbell is a defensive lineman, uh, but I think they have a little bit of uh, depth at that position. I think that's why they let him go. He is older. He's getting up in his career, and he probably also wanted to go to somebody who he knew was going to be a contender for a Super Bowl because he's uh, he's probably going to retire here in a couple of years. So, Clayce Campbell is, is getting up in age. Uh, moving on to the Chargers, uh, number nine. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I think that uh, they had – I think they had a decent year last year. 
Yeah, they were 10-7. Yep. Yeah. I think they'll be fine again this year. I think they looked pretty pretty good for most of the year last year. They had a couple of losses I thought they should have won. But, yeah, I think the Chargers will be fine. Um, Detroit Lions at number 10. So here I think is a sleeper. I think that uh, the Detroit Lions could end up winning the NFC North. Uh I think the Vikings will be on top of that division again this year. I'm not sure about the Packers yet. Uh, Jordan Love again looked good in the preseason, but I want to see him in a regular season game when everybody's going, you know, 100 miles an hour, and you know it's the real deal. Um, so we'll see what happens to him. I'm not sold on Justin Fields and the Bears. Um, I know he can run, but teams are going to be looking for that this year. He's not going to take him by surprise anymore. Yeah. I think his biggest question is now that the Bears have given him a couple of weapons to throw to, can he be accurate and use his arm to make – can he make teams respect his arm? Nobody respects his arm right now. Um, they don't. They, they don't respect him throwing the ball. So I think his biggest question he needs to answer this year is can he make teams respect his on short passes and down the field? And if he can do that, then maybe the Bears are a little bit better. But I still think the Lions uh, are better than the Bears, and I think they're going to be better than the Packers. The Lions have slowly, over like 20 years, <laughs> no, uh, Lions have slowly put together – a pretty decent team up there in Detroit. I think they're going to be a pleasant surprise this year for Detroit fans. I think they're going to battle it out for that mm-hmm. NFC North title this year. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think we'll battle that one out. Jacksonville at number 11. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm sure that they are going to end up the AFC South, just like the NFC South. I think the NFC South is going to be probably the weakest division in the NFL this year. I just don't see Tampa Bay, Carolina. The the New Orleans Saints are probably going to be the best team out of that division this year. Uh, yeah, um, like Derek Carr showed in that preseason game against the Chiefs. Yeah, just... Yeah, I think that the um, Jacksonville is going to definitely benefit from the AFC South being a horrible division. Also, I just don't see the Colts doing anything, especially since their star running back is now jaded. And if they don't trade him, it's probably going to be a lot of um, dysfunction there. I'm not sold on C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Titans, uh, they're a strange team. They're always so. They have the potential to win that division and be decent. I'm just not sure. Uh, so Seattle, number 12. I'm good with that. I think that uh, Geno Smith really surprised some people last year and had a really good year. Uh, and I look for him to have another good year this year. So the New York Jets, let's talk about them a little bit. So they added Aaron Rodgers to the trade. Dalvin Cook. 
Yep, they got their son Dalvin Cook running back from Minnesota. Um, I think they're another team where health is going to be important for them. Dalvin Cook has only played one full season, one full injury-free season in his career, and that was last year. So he has to play an injury-free season this year. And yes, I think the Jets will be a tough team in the AFC. Pittsburgh Steelers at number fourteen. I think it's fine. I don't. Uh, I don't think they're world beaters. I think they'll be an okay team. Yep. We already talked about the Vikings. They come in at fifteen. I think that they're going to be battling it out with the Lions for the you know, NFC North title. Giants, I'm not sold on. We'll see what happens with them. I just don't think that they're going to contend in the NFC East. Patriots at number 17. I think that's okay. I'm not really sure what they're going to look like this year. They were 8-9 and nine last year. I think they've gotten a little bit better. Uh, I think Zeke's a little out of shape, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Cleveland Browns at number 18. I think they could be a decent team this year. I think they could be okay. We just talked about New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to win the NFC South. I think they'll be a good team this year. Packers, I don't, I'm not sure about. They come at number 20. Broncos, 21. I'm not sure if Sean Payton can save that team. We'll see. Carolina Panthers at 22. Oh, boy. I think you should put them at 19. I'm a Panthers fan, and I'm not even sure if they should be ranked 22. I, um, I think they should be ranked 19, not, not because I'm a fan, because, um, you know, they've added additions. They've added... Um, they drafted Young, uh, they got Elon, they got Adam Elon from the Vikings. Yeah, but he's kind of, he's older now, he's yeah, not the same player he was. DJ Chark is a, um, anomaly for me because he could be a really good receiver for them, but he could also have the injury problems he's had and miss a lot of games. So, uh, I think Carolina is still in rebuild mode. I saw they passed up on a lot of players they could have signed, and they signed a lot of bargain basement players. And that's what Matt Rule was doing in the past seasons when he was there, and it did not work out for him. So, we'll see how that works out for... Mr. Frank Wright and his staff. I think the Panthers could be okay and have a better record than last year, but I just don't know. The the turnaround, I think the Panthers fans, like myself, should temper their expectations for the Panthers this year. They're not going to be world beaters. Uh, they'll probably win a few more games than they did last year, but I just don't know if they're going to be competitive. That offensive line has been horrendous in the preseason, and if they can't keep Bryce Young upright, then they're not going to be competitive with anybody, especially a rookie quarterback who's learning the game. 
his first year as a starter. Um, game protect. Yeah. Raiders come in at 23. Uh, Bears at 24. Commanders at 25. Titans at 26. Rams at 27. Falcons at 28. Colts at 29. Buccaneers at 30. Texans at 31. Cardinals at 32. <clears throat> I don't have any problem with those rankings. I'm sure that it'll all shuffle around. Uh, if I had to move any teams around, I might shift the Saints up a little bit. I think they're better than 19. I would probably drop Carol. I'd drop the Bears down to number 30 <clears throat> or 32, and I would probably drop Carolina down to 29 for now. I just I. I have low expectations for them this year. I just don't see a huge turnaround in year one. Um, maybe next year or the year after, you know, Frank Wright's changes and his vision might come to fruition, but I just don't see it happening in one year. Yeah. Unfortunately. I do think the AFC will be – I actually think the NFL is probably – the NFL and, and Major League Baseball right now are probably the two most – have the the two sports with the most parity currently. What I mean by that, just the fact that, you know, that – AFC and, and AFC are one doesn't look stronger than the other, right? And the uh, in the NBA, the, the West right now is, is dominant. They have been. And the uh, college football, it's the SEC. And uh, you know the NFL and the AFC, you have the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals. Possibly the Ravens and the Jaguars, who are all good. Then you have a couple of teams who might be surprising this year, like the Chargers. Possibly the Broncos, the Jets. The Jets could be a surprise. Maybe the Dolphins. And so that just makes the AFC that much harder to get through, right? Mm-hmm. NFC, you got the same thing. You got the Eagles. You got the, you got the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Seahawks. Uh, you got the Vikings. You got the Lions. Possibly the Packers. And you got the Saints, uh, you know, with maybe a surprise from the Rams or the Giants over there. So, you know, that's that's pretty decent period right there. Okay. It's pretty even, you know, pretty balanced between the two conferences. I like that because it's not a foregone conclusion who's going to win, right? The Super Bowl. Uh, so... Um, I'll go to our fancy number one. Yeah, the Super Bowl champs. Um, number one, I totally agree with that. Philadelphia at number two. Uh, yes, they made it to the Super Bowl. They added good defensive players. 
I can't remember the other one's name. Well, they got some good guys in the draft for their defense to just add up. Uh, the Bengals at number three. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, they have uh, a great rap wide receiver duo with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They have a trio of receivers. Yeah, they have Tyler Boyd too. They, I mean, any, any oh, one yeah, of those Tyler guys, Boyd. any any one of those three guys, like you're you're playing with fire, guarding them, you know, putting a DB on them one on one on the island. You're playing with fire. Any one of those three guys. Uh, that's why the Bengals are so hard to stop offensively. Like those, you can't you can't yeah, double team why, all three receivers. That's why that, that's why it's such a problem for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I agree. They, they the have more than two years. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers at uh, number four. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. I think uh, that's a good spot. The 49ers, Brock Purdy, has shown that he is a better player than he was when he first came into the 49ers. He's, he's shown. Because he's uh, 7 0 for his injury. He's 7 0 for his injury. I think he was another player that was underrated. Yeah. And so when he got his opportunity, when uh, Trey Lance and Garoppolo both got hurt, he may took full advantage of it and showed that, uh, you know, he could play. Now he just needs to replicate that play and, uh, you know, just keep his turnovers down and, and just be a solid player. Like he, he was a solid player last year in those seven wins. Like he, he didn't turn the ball over. He made good decisions with football. And that's all you can ask for from your quarterback. You know, you, he doesn't have to be a superstar. They have enough weapons with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, who's the tight end. Uh, they have a really good tight end too. Like he, he has weapons, so he doesn't. George have, Kittle. There you go, Kittle. So you don't have to, you know, he doesn't have to be spectacular or do anything spectacular, right? He just has to take care of the football. He's got playmakers who can do the spectacular plays as long as he gets them the football. Uh, and they have a decent running back by committee out, out there in San Francisco too. So, yeah, no, he's all he's got to do is take, protect the football. That's it. Take care of it, and he'll be fine. The Buffalo Bills at number five. Hmm, that's a good spot for them. Um, but they want to keep that number five spot. They got to figure out, like you said, the problem with Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a problem with him. You get you, 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 you to keep a wide receiver happy. Like the, the kind of wide receivers like like that, like that good of a wide receiver, you need to keep happy on your team. Um, because that could be a big risk. Of losing your top watch. We're running out of time, so just do the top ten. Uh, uh, then the Miami Dolphins at number six. I'm not really sure on that. Uh, it depends on Tua's health right now. Uh, it, it really depends on his health. And the Cowboys at Number seven. Prescott's not the right guy. 
So you have to cut a mark. Um, I don't think he's ever. I'm not sure if he's ever got a uh, divisional win. I've got to check that. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever won a divisional. Baltimore Ravens at number eight. I agree with that. Zay Flowers. Um. Well, I, I I watched a little highlight of him when they played the Commanders. Um, you know, he 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 showed that he was uh, a, a good wide receiver. He, he showed that he should that he's a good wide receiver and that he can um back up Nelson Aguilar or old or Odell Beckham Jr. And any of those. I think the Ravens should be at number eight because of the uh, the guys they added to their uh, roster. Because they put L Lamar on a full contract. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. They got Nelson Aguilar, and uh, they got Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is a good one. Is a good wide receiver, you know. Um, like, like you said, I don't think he should be a uh, wide receiver yet, and a, a number one wide receiver yet. But he's getting there. Number nine, the Chargers. Hmm. The Chargers are good there. I think they're they're fine. Bosa, Joey, Joey Bosa and the other Bosa brothers are really good. They got Derwin James. They have good defense. Yeah. I think they're fine. Their problem is they need to figure out what they're going to do with Cam Akers. He wants out. They didn't really trade him. Uh, they need to figure out what to do with Cam Akers. Either they're going to pay him or they're going to trade him. Is he on the Rams? I thought he was on the Rams. I thought he was still on the Rams. Oh, maybe he is on the Rams then. Yeah. Sorry, I thought he was on the Chargers. Who's their running back for the Chargers? Austin Eckler. Oh, that's right. I got those two mixed up. You're right. Um, drafting Max Dugan. Uh, also, his buddy from TCU, Quentin Johnson. That was a good decision. We're going to draft those two. Those, those, those two make a good duo. Uh, when it comes, when it comes to playing, you know, Max Dugan can, uh, give Justin Herbert some breezers of how good he was at TCU, and he's high as a chunk of kids, and he's a good player, so was Quentin Johnson, and then, uh, the last one for me, number 10, the Detroit Lions, um, I think they're at a good spot. They're drafting Hendon Hooker. He's a no-pay choice. I mean, it could give Jared Goff some readers. Um, you know, Jared Goff's age tension up to him, kind of. And, um, they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer, I guess, was a good draft for them. 
that is to cover up the hole after releasing DeAndre Swift. Mm -hmm. Also, they got David Johnson, right? Yeah. Okay, I think Thunder Turns a good spot. I think Jared Goff has. Yes. Like you said, they, over the past 20 years, they're, they were they're slowly, slowly putting together a contender. I think they will be NFC um, North favorites, and maybe even NFC favorites. And then Hooker out of Tennessee. That's right. So if he heals properly, that gives him, you know, a good backup quarterback, maybe even a starter eventually in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I want to say thank you to uh, Brock for giving us the local standout, Mr. Devin Mockaby. Um, we'll try to do that group. Uh, in the beginning of every episode, just kind of recognize a local player who is a uh, good news story who made it on Against the Odds. We thank Bye. you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on the Common Man's Take on Sports.